Hi, Mer. Hi. How are you? Fat. Oh, fat. <laughs> Welcome back to Mom and Murder. This is Mom. And this is Mer. And hers fat, her says. I'm just ready. I'm ready for this baby to be out. We had a doctor's appointment today, and they told me I'm not as close as I thought. So I was not very happy with it. She's getting so uncomfortable. She wants baby to come. I want him out. He's getting evicted. <laughs> He's getting an ev eviction notice is in effect. Yeah. Whoa. Well, I don't know how it works that way. I'm I'm so offering after we get done with this recording to walk that hill. And I'm telling you, it's going to make some progress. <sighs> but no. She keeps whining. It's hot. It I'm is hot. hot. I'm, I'm swollen. I'm this. I am. <laughs> you got to work for it. I, I even said, let's do the baby mama dance. And she doesn't want to do that. But. No, I did enough dancing last night and it didn't do anything. How do you know? You didn't get checked yesterday. You got checked today. She did say that I'm halfway thin. So she's like, for a first time mom at 38 weeks, that's pretty good. I was like, it's not good enough. <laughs> oh, Mer hates today. She's so miserable. She just hates everything oh, about today. I'm over it. I'm over being pregnant. I'm done. I just want to meet him. Well, in due time, babe. In due time. I know, I know. All right, so what else did you do this week? Anything? Anything fun? Um, no, not really. You got some really cool pictures done. Oh, yeah, we did. We did do that. Um, we went to the Arboretum for, and took some pictures, and then we went and had, like, music in the park, which is actually pretty cool. It's just they have a band come play, and you pack a cooler and your lawn chairs and enjoy a nice little Sunday band. They have, um, uh, Fleetwood Mac, a cover band for Fleetwood Mac. Oh, no kidding. July. So, Ooh. so I'm going to, I think I'm going to go to that one. Yeah. I'll have to look into that one. I, I love me some Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. So. Definitely have to look into that. Okay. Well, uh, this week was not so good for me. I was quarantined, so... Quarantined? <laughs> yeah. I had the ick. I had the ick. We were down and out, and it was not fun. Not at all. So, yeah. Feeling much better now. Um, well, well, that's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Still kind of get a little bit tired, but it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, our stats were climbing still. We have, have you looked at um, how many listeners we've, or how many times our episodes have been played? Um, no, I kind of went, looked at, like, kind of glanced at it last time, but. Well, today, 695. Wow. Yeah, because it was only like, <laughs> I think it was only four something last time. 
when I had looked last week or the last time we recorded to try to find those reviews. So that's awesome. I know. How freaking awesome is that? 695 listens. So thank you all. Thank you all for listening and sharing and supporting. But with that said, we still need you to get out there and review on um, Apple Podcast. Um, we still need to do the drawing for that. As far as we see, we only see one so far. So please get them out there so we can get a drawing. Otherwise, that one person is going to be our winner. So um, we'd like to get that done soon. So should we just set a date? But we're going to like. Well, I don't know. My schedule might not be. Uh... <laughs> Mer's trying to take some time off here, guys. And I, I don't know. I said. It's not like it's work. We just sit oh here and talk. Oh my God, whatever. <laughs> I told her she can come over to my house and do it, but she ain't having that. It's like it's like you're just sitting here hanging out with your mom talking. Yeah. About stories. So we'll we'll see. We'll 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 see, Mark. We'll see. Yeah, but I also will have to pack up a newborn, bring him here, and who knows, if I have a C section, I can't even drive, so We'll work it out. We'll work it out. I mean, we have plenty of drivers around. Oh my There's fucking Uber and everything. Oh my fucking god, you're gonna get beat. I can't do <laughs> stairs. What's what's what the stairs? Where are there stairs? Up front of my house. Oh my god. And Carrie in a car seat. You just come to me. It'd be much easier. <sighs> well, I'm not saying I won't, but. <laughs> <sighs> Okay, listener stories. Let's get those in as well, people. We want your listener stories. We want to tell these stories. They're great stories, so um, we want to hear what's going on in your neck of the woods. So please, please, please get us some stories so we can read. That way I can take a little break and uh, A, not have to do research, and B, not have to talk the entire episode that either Murr or we can have Damn It Dan come on and yeah, he's been itching to come back on. So. Oh, my God. Yeah, he got a really big head from the last I told you he would. That everybody kept saying, oh, my God, he's so funny. Told you he would. Oh, damn it, Dan. He got a really big head about those pictures because he's the one who took them, the, ma- the maternity photos, and he was in some of them. So, of course, he had to watermark it because it looks more professional. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. They're they're good, but they are good. They are good pictures, especially for like just us taking them by ourselves. But anytime anybody says they're good, his head gets bigger. <laughs> he won't fit through the door. I know. <laughs> and also, um, get your guesses out um, yeah. on our Facebook page. So the Mom and Murder Facebook page. Get your guesses on when little man is going to make his arrival and the closest one will win a prize and we did say merch prize of your choice so yep get them guesses out there because it's not going to be long i hope (laughs) i hope well (laughs) we're up to me we'd be walking and dancing all night tonight so uh we'll talk about it it's fucking hot out it's not you're not big a beach whale right now. Oh, believe me, I've done this four times. I know. 
Yeah. You, you can do it. It, it. You gotta see the, the prize at the end. Is it worth a little bit of torture to get to that? You know? I'll just eat a whole bag of flaming Hot Cheetos. Oh, like that's going to work. Yeah, it's spicy. Oh, Jesus. Spicy foods. Okay. <laughs> if you say so. All right. Well, anything else you got? Nope. All right. I think she's aggravated. She wants to get the story. <laughs> I'm just uncomfortable. She's not nice today. All right. So this out over here so it's not banging into the microphone all right today's story i literally received pretty much all of my information from the telegraph herald i could not find one iota on this story on the google on the on the 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 interwebs interwebs i could not find anything on the interwebs at all it was crazy but as you see, I mean, I'm not going to let you see right now, but I have the original paper from. Those look old as shit. They are old as shit. <laughs> so. That would be why you can't find it on the interwebs. Yeah, but still, you should, I mean, you should still be able to find it on the interwebs. Yeah. And this is, again, why we tell these stories, because there's nothing out there about this story. And this story definitely needs to be told. It's Well, good. Let's get it out there. <laughs> Excuse me. All right. So this is a story from 34 years ago. Wow. Yeah. I it's don't, older than me. It is. It is older than you. It's a story I don't think you've ever heard before, but I could be wrong. I don't know. Probably not. I may have told you. Well, you'll find yeah. out why I say. We'll see. You'll find out why I say All right. in this next sentence. If you have heard it or not. So one night in August, 1988, you wasn't born yet. Nope. I wasn't even thought about yet. (laughs) No. So one night in August in 1988, your aunt and uncle went out for a night on the town. Oh, shit. Mm -hmm. Well, your great aunt Jennifer and your great uncle Keith a.k.a. Corky, on your dad's side, but still your aunt and uncle. I was going to say, I'm like, hmm, I don't think I recognize, but if it's great from that side, that may be why. (laughs) Excuse me. So they were at Shanae's Lounge in East Dubuque, Illinois. And for those of you who do not know, East Dubuque is a neighboring city that's just east of Dubuque. No way. Hence the name. (laughs) Way. That's where we all go after hours to get tossed. (laughs) It's not good. (laughs) The bars are all open like an hour later and it's just not not good for anybody. Yes. I, I concur. So it's right across the Mississippi River, so literally just right across the bridge. Back in the day, the entire strip, that's what they called where Cincinnati Avenue. The main. Yeah, the main street. They called that the strip. Uh, Back in the day, the strip in East Dubuque was quite the happening spot. I've heard 
oh my God, girl, you've missed out. The entire strip was nothing but bars, nightclubs, and strip joints. And it was a good time. Yeah. It was a good fucking time. <laughs> I bet it was. I'm low-key jealous because now once you, when you go over there, it's no. not a good time. No. <laughs> Dancing until 3.30 a.m., was what I was doing on a Saturday night in my mid twenties. Literally, you you you'd go over there and just the dance clubs were freaking awesome. They I were, bet. Yeah, it was great. Nowadays, you can't find a dance club around here to save your soul. No. So and by the time you get over there, everybody's too trashed to even know what's going on. So it's not not popping like it used to no, be. It's nothing <laughs> like it used to be. Nothing. Well, they were at Shanae's, which is an exotic dance, or was an exotic dance club. And the employee bartending at Shanae's that night said that a gentleman was buying your Aunt Jennifer drinks all night. Now, I'm not sure if this is what caused your aunt and uncle to get into an argument or if it was something else. I, I cannot remember a lot of the details. I actually had to contact your dad and see, you know, I'm like, Hey, what all do you remember on this? Cause I'm not finding a whole lot. And so he, he provided a little bit of information here too. So thanks Joe. Um, so, uh, I can't remember a lot of the details, but an argument occurred and Jennifer left the bar with the gentleman, 27 <laughs> year old Perry Baker. And it was around 1 AM. Okay. Well, your aunt didn't come home. So, Corky filed a missing persons report. Now, I'm, I'm sure, like, at first he was probably thinking she was just keeping her distance and, you know, letting the fight dissipate before returning home. But then you could see it. You could, he was worried and he was scared. Now, Jennifer also had a seven-month-old baby at home and she would never have abandoned this baby so that's another reason why you know oh yeah everybody's heightened sense senses were you know just like there is absolutely no way that she's gonna leave that little baby so this alone was more than enough reason to worry now corky told officials um that she was last seen leaving Sinead's lounge with Perry Baker around 1 a.m. on August 3rd. And he nor anyone else has seen her since. It just so happens that hours after Jennifer had left the bar with Baker, a Dubuque County Sheriff's deputy approached a car that was parked on a gravel road near Durango which is on the other side of Dubuque. Yep. It's the Northwest side and it's pretty rural. Um, the deputy had found Baker and a partially clothed woman inside the car. So he, at, yeah. Saucy. <laughs> so of course, you know, they asked for identification. Baker identified himself providing a picture ID and had produced a food stamp booklet with Jennifer's name on the front. 
The deputy also noted that he saw an open purse with a large amount of money inside of it. Now, Corky did tell the, the, the police that she was carrying a large amount of cash on her that night when she left. Okay. Well, the deputy sheriff noted the woman was identified as 24-year-old Jennifer Lynn Jones by Baker providing her identification for her. He noted, the sheriff, noted that the woman did not move and he had no reason to suspect anything, quote, unusual about her condition. The fuck you mean? She's partially clothed on the side of the road and didn't move. In a car. She, they were in, in a the car. car. <clears throat> on a rural gravel road. Parked. Parked. That's not unusual? Correct. Uh, well, that, that's my thinking as well. But yeah, I said, really? <laughs> there is a partially naked woman not moving. Not coherent. Shit. I got into a fight, screaming match on the side of the road one time, and the cop pulled me aside to make sure everything was okay. Like, going above and beyond to, like, make sure everything was good. Right. This is a little bit lazy, I feel. Uh, yeah, I, I've got a lot of questions about this here. <laughs> he didn't suspect anything. Yeah. So... There's a partially naked woman not moving in a parked car with a guy, and that is not unusual. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just, I, I don't know. I, I I had to reiterate that because it's, you know, I just have to kind of say how crazy that sounds. How absolutely crazy that sounds. So the sheriff told them to get dressed and be on their way. Now, I... I, I mean, I'm just going to say that would never happen nowadays, like you said. Absolutely <laughs> not. Now, and even back then, I, from what I remember, they make sure that you're coherent, for one. You know, they, they have to make sure that they're that you're okay. Right. Like, you're the law. Correct. You, you and, assist. And I mean, if, if this person was drunk and passed out, they still normally check right. if they're okay. And if they're feeling really spunky, well, then they get to arrest you for a public intox. Right. So I'm not sure what this dude was thinking at all. I, I mean, maybe he just didn't want to deal with the paperwork that night or I, yeah. I don't know. Things were a little bit different back then. I mean, it, a lot more stuff was let go. So I guess. Oh, absolutely. You know, like nowadays it, that would definitely never fly, but still. Yeah. Like, he, he said. He should have at least like checked that she was fucking breathing. Right. And who knows? I mean, I don't Maybe know. He did. Was she, was she, I, I Maybe don't know. he did. Maybe he did. He just didn't think that it was that much out of the ordinary. I guess. I mean, okay. I, I mean, I guess I'm not privy to what happens on rural roads for sheriffs. You know, I'm not out there patrolling. I'm not, you know. Maybe lots of kids just go out there to bump uglies. But that's that's what I was going to say. Maybe they do find a lot of people just getting it on on backcountry roads and tell them to scat. I, 
you know. But what just gets me is a woman not moving or not responding. That to me. Yeah, especially half naked, not moving. Yeah, that's a huge red flag to me. That's just a huge red flag. Like because that then then she's not not responding. She's not doing that by choice. Correct. Yes. During the evening hours of August third, so like later on that night, right? This is like very early morning. They left the bar at one a.m. So. And then it said a few hours later. So I'm assuming this is like three in the morning, whatever. So later that evening, Baker had admitted to an acquaintance that he had killed someone by strangling them with a shoestring. The fuck? (laughs) I don't know. I, I, I guess, I don't know. Like I said, I've, I've not been able to find a lot of details on this case, but now, I'm not sure if this person thought that it was for real or not. You know, I mean, if, if someone comes up to me and is like, hey, y'all, I fucking strangled someone last night with a fucking shoestring. I'm going to be like, okay, then, you know, like, am I really going to believe them? I don't know. I guess it depends on who it is. Right. But when this person, several days later read the newspaper and read about the search for a missing woman. He confronted Baker about it or she, I I guess I shouldn't say he, because I I don't know if it's he or she, this acquaintance. And oh my God, I so remember these days. It was fucking horrible. It was absolutely horrible. Not knowing where she was, everyone was out looking for her. And of course, you know, the police, are thinking that your uncle Corky did something to her. Right. Because, I mean, you know. I mean, obviously, it does sound a little fishy. Like, they got into a fight and she left the bar. Oh, okay. You know, normally people would be like, sure. Right. Because they always start with the person closest, you know. And right. And especially if they had a spat that night. Yep. And, and they were living together. And he had admitted to the police that they did get into a fight that night. So right, exactly. That, that's where they're going to start. That's where they're going to look. And, and uh, yeah, they, they were hammering down on him pretty hard. Especially with the fact that she had left with another guy. I feel like that doesn't look good either. Right, when he says, you know, oh, she left with another guy. Like, yep. sure she did. But, exactly. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So, but, oh, God. I remember him during those days, and he was an absolute wreck. I mean, the poor guy. He was a fucking wreck. Well, like I said, the friend confronted Baker about the missing girl, Jennifer, and Baker admits, yes, this is her. I will show you where her body is. But the friend states that he never did show her. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But... A, quote, informant led authorities to a shallow grave just off the Heritage Trail near Burton Furnace Road, which is a gravel road right by the Durango Depot. You know where that's at? No. I'm sure. I'm sure you, yeah, you'd know. And it's by a wooded bluff area. So I'm going to assume that this is the friend that he told 
unless this tool is just telling everyone where he buried a dead woman. I mean, he sounds like the guy. You, know, if you just mean, you just say the next day, like, oh, hey, by the way, I strangled some bitch. Yeah. Like, yeah. trying to brag or something. Yeah, I don't know. So, yeah, she was in a shallow grave just right off of the Heritage Trail. Sad. That Fucking is terribly sad. sad. I mean, just to dump someone like that, it just it seems so fucking crazy to me you know just to, to just to like not have any respect for the person or their family to like the wondering and waiting the closure for the rest of the family right where is she where is she at what is she doing the not knowing is yeah. probably one of the worst oh god it'd it fucking kill me it would kill me like if you know like i don't know because then you know if He's sitting there thinking, did she leave me? Like, did she just get sick of this? Did she pack up and leave? Like, is she hurt somewhere? Is she, you know, it's just. The thousand questions. And every time you close your eyes, your mind plays what you think could have happened or maybe happened or, yeah, it it would be horrible. I could. Oh. And I mean, yeah, this one was a worst case scenario situation, like worst Thing happen, but a lot of times it's not that, and you still, mm-hmm. yeah. There's a lot of missing people out there. Think of all that shit. Yeah, we're gonna have to get on a missing person here soon. So, yeah, we'll 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 put a pin in that. <laughs> Check it for later. The police issue a warrant for 27 year old Perry Baker for the first degree murder of Jennifer Lynn Jones. And like I said, she was only 24 years old, such a young life. She had her entire fucking life ahead of her, like 24 fucking years old. And she had a baby. Yeah. Seven month old baby at home, little baby girl. Brand new. They arrest Baker in Cedar Falls. So this tells me that he was trying to flee. I mean, I I, I can't say that, but I'm just saying assumption. He is to be held without bond, although his court-appointed lawyer requested a $100,000 bond and said that he probably couldn't make that anyway since he's only receiving $74 Every other week in unemployment. But the a hundred thousand dollars? Hundred thousand dollar bond. That's what he wanted it set at. Uh. But the assistant Dubuque County attorney, Ralph Potter, requested his bond to be set high due to his confession, the fact that he lives close to one of the witnesses. So I'm wondering if like it was a neighbor that he told this to or Mm. if a neighbor seen something uh, I don't know Um, and that he has no strong ties to Dubuque Um, yeah he was actually living in a trailer that belonged to his mother his mother was living in California at the time Uh but he was living in her trailer that she owned with his wife oh yeah he had a whole ass wife Huh. They lived out on Cheryl Road, right by Eichmann's, you know, where all those trailers yep. are. Yep. 
So since he really, you know, since he was living in his mom's trailer, again, he could have easily taken off and not come back. You know? Oh, yeah. I, and he did, clearly, going to yeah. Cedar Falls. I mean, I, I can't say that he was there for the day, or I, I don't know. But, I mean, if he Still was Still far enough away. If he was arrested in Cedar Falls, I'm thinking he was fleeing there. Probably. Somewhere further. And he had just purchased a shotgun from Central Range and paid off his fines of $104.74. And this, when I seen that, I'm thinking, okay, this dude living in a trailer, gets unemployment, only $74 every two weeks. So I'll bet you that's likely that he bought that gun and paid off his fines with that money with that the, he took yeah, from her. With the money that was in her fucking purse. Fuck yeah, he did. <sighs> but anyway, yeah. So it looks to me like he was either going to run or possibly self-harm with the gun that he just bought. Or maybe his thought was to go down in a blaze of glory if the police came for him. You know, you just never know. The mindset of people, I mean, who knows? Yeah, I mean. The mindset when you. When you have a rabid dog dog backed in a corner, you don't know how they're going to act. Well, I mean, also, he just got done killing somebody over some money. Like, he could have robbed her and just went about his day after. Instead, yeah. he strangled well, her. We don't know if he killed her for the money or this or that or all of the above. Uh, who knows? Who the fuck knows what this dude's thinking? Well, yeah. So I'm just, you know, thankfully it went down without incident. So they bring him in. Uh Uh-huh. And Baker makes a full confession stating that he strangled Jennifer with a shoestring that he found in some old shoes that were in a garbage can at the car wash out on Highway 52. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. What the fuck? The one just right up the road here. Yeah. So, he raped her and strangled her. Now, what does that tell you? He's psychotic. Well, yeah, but I'm saying in the chain of event, the, the, the events here, the timeline, they, oh, was that a contraction? There was something. <laughs> so, they left... Schnee's East Dubuque. He raped her. Stopped at the... So then that fucking cop seen her dead. That's exactly what I'm getting getting to. Remember when I was telling you that a deputy sheriff had approached a man and a woman who was not moving and not responding just a few miles up the road from this car wash. So my assumption is that she was already dead when the sheriff approached them. Now, had the sheriff actually checked on her, we might be telling a different story today. You know, I mean, who knows? Maybe she could have been saved. Maybe not. But this could have been way worse. He could have gotten away with it had he not told anyone. And she may have never been found. Right. 
you know, two can keep a secret if one is dead. So, yeah. But my question also is, if the cop ID'd them that night, why did they not go after him anyway, since he knew that, or they knew that they were together? Well, this was only days later, and they didn't. I didn't know that yet. Right, right. Gotcha. After going back and through, then he's like, oh, hey, yeah, stop them guys. Oh, yeah, probably because back in the day, you don't write every single thing down. You have a notepad where you write it down. <laughs> there's, yeah. not a, there's not a pewter system. Yeah, they didn't have a pewter in their gotcha. squad car at this time. It was, you know, a little notebook in their pocket. What's your name? What's your name? How do you ID? spell that? <laughs> Date of birth. <laughs> yeah. All right. Makes sense. Oh. But yeah, he actually did admit after the fact that now he does not know if she was alive at the time that Baker was questioned in the car, in the vehicle. He just simply told them to be on their way. Fucking crazy. That's wild. I bet, he, I bet he learned from that, though. I bet he feels really bad. Oh, I bet he does. I bet he really does. Because, you know, it, I feel like back in the day, it was one of those, like, mind your own business type deals. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Whereas now everybody's all up in everybody's ass all the time. All up in your ass. All up in there. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's not. I don't like people being all up in my No, I don't. But, like, in a situation like that, I do. Agree. Agree. So. Okay, so, yeah. Like I told you, the kicker, Baker was fucking married. Whole ass wife at home. Jeez. And actually, during the trial, she was so upset with her husband that she actually sat with your grandma and your great grandma every day showing her support for Fuck yeah, I would too. <laughs> every day she sat with them in the in the court. I would too. Good for her. Yep, that's what I said. Kudos to her for fucking woman up and Yep. Sometimes as a woman you just fuck up and marry the wrong man, I guess. <laughs> Sometimes they trick you. Sometimes they do. You think they're a good one and they're not. No. Yeah. Some are snakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Jennifer, she was a spunky one. She, yeah, she was a lot of fun. I remember her. She was so bubbly and very beautiful. She was. It always seems like that's the fucking women that. And actually, now that I'm actually telling the story, here's the papers that you can see. And, and uh, there's a picture of her. But, oh, uh, she was pretty. Yeah, she was super pretty. And so nice. God, she was so nice. Oh, yeah, she... Um, so Jennifer was born January 27th, 1964, in Red Wing, Minnesota, to Larry and Ruth Jones. She graduated from Central High School in Red Wing in 1982, and from the Hastings School of Cosmetology in 1993. So she was a hairdresser. She was returned back to home in Red Wing for her burial. 
which is nice. So that's good. Yeah. But yeah, such a tragic ending to her story. And the super sad part, like I said, she had a seven month old baby girl at home that this man robbed of growing up without her mother. It ugh, just breaks my fucking heart. Corky and the baby actually stayed with family um, for support until he got back on his feet. And I remember the press after him nonstop. Like, oh, but, like, they're just... Oh, my God. It was horrible. They were pounding on the doors. They were calling. They were everything. Just leave somebody alone when they're yeah. going through shit like that. Yeah, and they were just trying to get a story. You know, it's like, I get it, but this I mean, yeah, man is grieving. And this... The stories are nice and whatnot, you know, like, obviously we enjoy stories like that because we, yeah, like, you don't, yeah, there's a time and a you place don't come for that. beat on somebody's door right after they just lost their fucking, right, and not that he re- even really wanted to tell a story, but he was actually court ordered not to talk to any reporters, um, but like I said, they did try, it was fucking nuts, so, like, completely nuts, it, Yeah, it was crazy. That's wild. Yeah. So that is the story that I'm not sure if you had ever heard of the horrible rape and murder of your Aunt Jennifer, who did not deserve to be taken from us at such a fucking young age. I don't think I did hear that one. Literally breaks my heart. I don't remember it. 24 fucking years old. Just such so much so much life ahead of her yet it just that is sad for someone to just take it yeah very very sad and so long ago i couldn't believe how long ago it was i got reading it i'm like (laughs) my gosh it was that long ago so yeah all right well that's my story today mer you want to now hear a dumb criminal? Yeah, because I'm mad again. You're mad again? God. Well, she didn't deserve it. No, she didn't. I mean, even if she did leave with him while she had, you know, somebody else, it's sometimes you just want to get out of that situation, not even for, you know, like yeah, you're she- not you're not trying to go fuck this dude or anything you're just wanting to get out of that situation get out of the fight because i've you know had a fight in more of a public area where you just want to leave right. the situation and that's no absolutely no reason to get fucking raped and murdered absolutely not and she was younger than you you've lived longer than her it's crazy it's fucking sad very sad yeah I mean, I've done a lot in even the last four years that she didn't, she didn't get. Not fair. Not fair. Not fair at all. I just don't know how these people think that they can, you know, make that choice for people. I I don't fucking get it. All right. So. This one, like I said, our dumbest criminals are from the New York Post. This is British escaped inmate busted after venturing out to buy Call of Duty. 
<laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, Eric's sending a chat. I wonder if it's his joke of the, of the week. Goodness. I'll have to check it in a minute. Clint Butler came out of hiding to purchase Call of Duty. He escaped from jail and was living life on the lam until duty called. <laughs> I wonder how he thought he was going to play it. <laughs> Clint Butler, a 36-year-old British man, had eluded police for months after escaping from jail in November. But the jig was up after he ventured out of hiding to buy a copy of Call of Duty Black oh, Ops, my War, God. according to the West Midlands police. <laughs> I would be so mad. Yeah. You if that's got, the reason that you, you got caught. Gotta have that game, though, boy. <laughs> gotta have that game. The fugitive, who had served 14 years of a 17-year sentence. Oh, Holy so close. You're dude. so... Like... If you would have just stayed, you probably would have gotten out in a couple months. Right. For early fucking release. Oh, my God, dude. Oh, that's so long. So he was in for robbery and weapons possession. He was caught. No wonder why you went to go get Call of Duty. (laughs) He wanted to fucking pretend he was back in the game. (laughs) He was caught January 13th in Birmingham. After officers observed him and a friend suspiciously changed directions after spotting police, according to the press release. When an officer asked Butler and his companion why they were in town during the pandemic lockdown, his friend replied, I've come to get the new call of duty. Because I can't sit around in lockdown, officials said. Okay, question. If you're with a friend, why wouldn't you have just sent the fucking friend? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, homeboy don't got your back like that. You're like, no, you fucking stay here because you're wanted. And I'm not going to be out fucking seen with you in public. I'll I wouldn't get- I wouldn't want to be seen with you in public. I would, I would go get it for you. Like- I'll go get the game and be right the fuck back. <laughs> Maybe homeboy was sick of sitting inside. Uh, yeah, well, he's been sitting inside for 14 fucking years. <laughs> oh. And then gets out and escapes, and it's, it's a pandemic where you have to be stuck fucking inside. Out. <laughs> the irony. Oh, fuck. Okay, the fugitive admitted he was carrying marijuana and allegedly gave police a fake name, according to the officials. When the officers said they'd be running down the dim-witted duo's information, Butler confused the violent video game for real life and attacked the cops. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> throwing, kicks, throwing kicks and punches, police said. <laughs> A still image from a video shows Clint Butler being arrested. He is now back behind bars and is set to do an extra two years for breaking out of jail and attacking the officers. That's not bad, because normally, when you fucking escape prison, 
you get it's an automatic five. Is it? Yeah. So he got five altogether. No, he got two extra. Yeah, but then he had still had a couple years of his sentence. We had. He had three and two, so yeah, five more years. You know, Call of Duty getting played for five more years, guy. <laughs> this was great work by our officers acting on instinct that there was something not quite right and then challenging the men. The situation escalated really quickly, but both PCs put their training to good effect by restraining Butler, subduing him, and getting him safely in handcuffs. <laughs> while also calling for backup from officers nearby. Jesus. Oh, fuck. Gotta have that call of duty. I guess. I mean... You know, I don't play video games. Neither do I, really. But... I'll play, some, I'll play the fuck out of some Mario Kart, but... Oh, you'll play the fuck out of some Sims. That, too. <laughs> Maybe some Animal Crossing, but... <laughs> So I don't play any video games. I used to, back in the day, like when we'd go down, remember when we'd go down to Peggy's house for Saturday lunches and we'd have like bubble bobble tournaments and yeah. Tetris tournaments. And then when we would, when fucking, oh my God, rock band, when rock band came out, <laughs> <laughs> we knew we were fucking rock stars. Oh, Guitar sure. hero and fucking those other than that, I didn't really play games, but I will tell you when the boys got black ops and they were like on it nonstop. I mean, that's all that was on my fucking TV 24 yeah. seven. And I was so annoyed with it. And I was like, what is the big deal about this fucking game? Like what is so cool about fucking call of duty? And they're like, Oh mom, it's a mission. You know, it, it's so hard. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like hard. Oh, yeah, it's super hard. Let me see how hard it is. I fucking beat that game. Oh. Uh-huh. Rockstar. Rockstar. I beat the game Call of Duty. Oh, boy. Okay, I. Okay, this is gonna be a minute to freaking read that chat, read that message that he sent. Okay, so Eric doesn't realize that he still has one uh, joke already in the bank. So we'll start with this one first. <laughs> okay, Eric's joke of the week. What do you call ghosts' breasts? Boobies. <laughs> that was your answer last week. You can't say the same thing. Well, you can't. What, what else would you call a ghost's breast? You would call them paranormal entities. <laughs> I like boobies better. <laughs> Paranormal entities. Uh, all okay. right, all right. I'm probably not even going to be able to read this freaking last word that he says. Okay, so he says, a bear goes into a bar, which 
let's just touch on that subject real quick. Holy fuck. I don't know where everybody's <laughs> listening from, but here in Dubuque, Iowa, we have a black bear that's been running around for how long now? Over it's a been month. A, it's been a couple months. I was going to say, sure. it's been over a month for sure. It started in um, Tukey's girlfriend's neighborhood, as far as I know. So it started up in their neighborhood, and then twice it's been seen on my street. It's been seen up by grandpa's house. It's been seen up by... Um, it was just in Sheridan Village this morning. Again? Well, yeah. You. So Murr called me yesterday, and she's like... Oh, hey. that was yesterday, wasn't it? She's like, hey, just to let you know that black bear is um, right in up your in, neck of the woods. Yeah, in my neck of the woods, which is literally, there's just a bluff that divides me from this area, a bluff of trees, a hillside with a bunch of trees that this bear is in. So easily can just come down and be in my yard. So last night, your uncle Brian calls me. And uh, he's like, Jesus fuck Christ. Holy fuck. Just thought I'd call and tell you that uh, I just about fucking smoked a bear on my fucking motorcycle. <laughs> he was coming up the road and going up Sheridan Road. He says he took the, tar- took the corner and right in the fucking middle of the road. Big ass black bear. He says, I almost fucking laid my bike down. <laughs> That was serious, but can you fucking imagine? He was cruising around on your fucking motorcycle, and all of a sudden, here's this big ass black bear in the middle of the fucking road in your neighborhood. Yeah, I would have been scared as fuck. Oh, I would have laid my fucking bike down. I fucking, I would have been. I would have peed my pants. I would have sure. fucking been jumping off my bike and running. Why? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, obviously, I'd get faster. Get away faster on a yeah, bike. Yeah, on a but... bike. But no, I'd probably fucking jump off it. I'd be like, ah. Dan's yell. Dan's scream. Ah. Uh... <laughs> Reminds me of Bob's Burgers. Ah. Uh... <laughs> Dan. Okay, back to Eric's joke. A bear goes into a bar. He sits down and immediately mauls to death and devours the woman on the stool next to him. Then he calmly orders a beer. Bartender, sorry, we don't serve drug users in here. The bear, but I don't do drugs. The bartender, what about the bar bitch you ate? Took me a second for that took one. Took me a second. I, I read it and then I looked at you and I was, I was like, like, what? And then I, I barbiturate. I think we both got it at the same <laughs> I think it, it clicked for both of us at the same time. We're like, ah! <laughs> fuck. Oh my God. Oh, fucking oh, Good one, Eric. You got us there for a second. Oh, yeah. Okay, well. You got anything? You want to say anything? Mm. Anything, anything? No. No, her doll? Nothing really. Oh, do you want to go do the baby mama dance? No. Why? Because, if anything, I do want to go take a couple more pictures. 
Oh, okay. I'm going to say, go over there and help me weed. I, I put a garden in. Oh, fuck no. You can help me weed the garden. Bend it down, get it down, bend it down. Absolutely up. not. Okay, well. <laughs> I got some corns growing. I got some peppers growing, some hot peppers, some tomatoes, some squashes. Eric put an entire packet <laughs> of pumpkins. So I'm sure we're going to have mass quantity of pumpkins growing. You're going to have a holy heart of pumpkins again. <laughs> it's going to be so many fucking pumpkins. <laughs> oh my gosh. I can't wait to see. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to die laughing. I'm like, you put the whole pack in? Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Like, oh boy. Okay. Well. <laughs> it is what it is. We're going to have lots of pumpkins. Okay, so we can be heard on Mer. Take it away. Uh, make sure you leave us a review on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Play Music. Um, otherwise, you can get a hold of us and share your listener stories. Yes, please, please send us some stories. We love them. We want to read your stories. You can send us your stories on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, otherwise, our website, and that is at momandmurder.com. That's M-O-M-A-N-D-M-E-R-D-E-R. Otherwise, you can email it to us at momandmurder at gmail.com. And that website, it's super easy to use. You just go on there and submit. You just fill out the information, fill out your story, and click the button, and it comes right to us. It's super easy. And any story that is read on the air, you get some cool merch. So get those stories into us, people. We want to read them. Exactly. And we want to know your guesses for when baby boy is coming. So. Yeah, get that out there. Um, also, get the reviews so we can get that um, winner drawn. And yeah, I think that's all that we have. That's all it. All right. Well, listen to your mother. And don't strangle people with shoestrings. How about that? How about it? Let's not do that. <laughs> Let's not do that. All right. Toodaloo. <laughs> Bye. Bye.